Welcome to the Around the World Beauty Podcast, a podcast committed to empowering women to reconnect with their heritage and beauty rituals inspired by women all over the world. We celebrate beauty brands and influencers that share with us their journey to beauty, creating a global impact on diversity, sustainability, and how we see beauty around the world. Whether you're beauty obsessed or have a penchant for travel, let us inspire you to make a beauty discovery of your own. Today we have a special guest, a felotica and herbalist beauty traveler, founder of Anima Mundi Herbals, Adriana Yelis. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Anima Mundi has strong roots in Costa Rica and has created an incredible line of herbal care products that include beauty, inner wellness, and that are focused on high quality and providing sustainable system for fair trade practices and a deeper connection to the natives that she works with. I love everything that you're up to. You're like my inner spirit animal. That's funny. You, I feel that everything that you do, I'm like, wow, that is so amazing. And it just makes it so much better for me that you are also Tika Heritage mm-hmm. and your brand has an impact on your roots. So I wanted to ask you, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what is the vision for Anima Mundi? Okay, so it basically started as a little kid. I was very into like, a, I guess, nature, being outside, growing up in Costa Rica. You, I mean, all kids naturally are that way. Um, my grandmother, from a very young age, taught me how to basically tune in into psychic energy, and she works with psychic energy herself. So when I started communicating with other energies and beings at a very young age, also naturally I could see auras and energy as I was very scared, eight-year-old or whatever. Um, I just started getting really into the whole healing world and progressively just got more into like different energy practices from like Reiki to Ayurveda to actually and my favorite is rainforest tribal herbalism, especially in the shamanic realm is like what I love to work in, but also in the sense of like clinical herbalism and grassroots healing. So Anima Mundi became like from the people I worked with privately and seeing all the common symptoms from like insomnia to like sustainable weight loss to like whatever it was people were like having the same symptomology and I was kind of like there's like classic formulas for classic body types of course they're everybody's different and everybody should have their own thing so I just designed this line to be like okay this is like a way to treat yourself and maintain longevity tonics within your daily life that you can feel amazing without feeling like you know you have to go through all these like weird procedures and definitely not pharmaceutical anything so you can really like connect and be inspired so I know that you mentioned your grandmother was a big part of kind of supporting you in uncovering this wisdom that you already had within. Can you tell me a little bit more about maybe a first interaction of this way of life? Because you really stand for something that's bigger than just us on this planet Earth (laughs) and maybe on what we learn. But is there a specific time or thing that really made you change and create this way of life? Yes, I would say so. We would like gather on Sundays and I remember exactly how old I was, but we would gather on Sundays and sit in meditation and basically just like invoke spirits. She and her best friend, which is like my aunt in a way, basically like would mediate the psychic circles and I would just kind of like little kids, everybody has this power. So when I started seeing and connecting to that part of myself, thankfully, and allowed by my mom and the whole thing I wasn't like seen as weird or different um, allowed me to really see that this is who I am and this is what I came to do like I was just born with this it's not like something you really have to seek out you know so I had a few pretty wild experiences connecting to my ancestors and it led me to just looking for herbal medicine and different teachers so I don't know if it was like a particular experience but there was several aha moments that I was like oh my god this is real (laughs) this is the real deal at Around the World Beauty, one of our mottos is reconnecting with your ancestral beauty path. And you're really hitting on that because I think as women, especially in the Western world, we 
aren't shown the way on discovering the magic and the beauty that we each hold. So it's really beautiful to hear that women have really been the guides in your life to teach you these ways of being, which is what we hope to do at Around the World Beauty is be that guide through our tours, through our workshops, through our experiences to support women on empowering themselves to know that they already hold all the beauty within Mm -hmm. and there's herbal medicine and different ways of expressing it as well as art exactly so my next question is you're costa rican so tell me about how you so were you raised in costa rica were Mm you um how did you come to new york (laughs) (laughs) so yes i was raised in costa rica very classic and like somewhat like the suburbs even though costa rica in itself is very suburban there's no like real huge city or of any kind but um yeah raised there near coffee plantations it was kind of like there was not really much around um, and then I went to study to different herbal schools in San Francisco, California area, like in Berkeley and then up north a little bit. And I trained in clinical herbalism with also like that shamanic background as a little girl. And then I did do a lot of botany and then fell in love with this person that ended up breaking my heart in New York. So I moved to New York, even though I hated the idea of going to New York. It was like my antithesis, actually. Mm-hmm. And then um, but it all happens for a reason, right? At that moment, I was like, I hate you. Why did this happen? And then I realized, no, people here need grassroots healing. Like now I started seeing a lot of clients and then super busy, just like working from my own office. And then the line was born and I decided to stay here kind of like because it was meant to be for a few years or many years to this day. Yeah. But yeah. Um, And when you said when the line was born, when the line was born, how important was it for you to stay authentic to your roots? How, you know, when you were creating this line, why or how did you know that you wanted to include that part of you, which was your heritage? Yeah, that was essential, I think, because, like, for example, biodynamics have always been a huge part of my everything. So I love planting and using astrology as a means to, like, enhance vibrational frequencies in plants and in crystal essences or flower essences so to me without that for example the medicine wouldn't be particularly my form of medicine i'd be like this is not really a remedy you know like a mind body remedy so i decided to really stick to the roots and say this is it i don't care of course we could cut our integrity anytime to make more money or make this and that but it's like what's the point it would stop working i think once somebody doesn't taste a vibrant not a vibration rich essence or medicine you just don't really care anymore or want to even have it yeah stick to the roots of that is just huge and also in my lineage and as well as like all the women respect a certain integrity of being and it's crucial to the medicine and when you say lineage um that's a term that i learned maybe a few years ago when i was on an experiential journey as well how can you or can you share with us a way on how someone can uncover what their lineage is you know here and especially in new york um in the western world maybe we don't take the time to know who we actually are do you have any suggestions on how our readers and anyone listening to this can discover the beauty lineage or the lineage that's within yeah that's a great question I mean there is I think a few ways to like access that energy but my particular way and I know this is a very popular topic was through ayahuasca so 
I know some people may think it's really crazy, but if you really do it properly with shamanic guidance or a teacher you respect, you tap into this like telepathic reservoir within yourself that we all have and you get to access your own book, your own destiny, your ancestral pathways in a way that is like, unless you're naturally practicing psychic practices from like Kundalini yoga to like yogic meditation, I think that is basically like an express way for you to truly come to see like where you come from, what you do and what you're meant to do. But if that's not a route, which is not for everyone for sure, I recommend doing, you know, practicing meditation, especially when you live in a city. Like I was just even walking here today and I'm like, God, if like we don't connect to even the ground, the soil, we already lose part of our network. Like it's almost like mushrooms, like my mycelium doesn't like connect to the soil, so we cannot even grow. So we have to make that conscious effort, especially if you're a city person, to like go outside, connect, breathe, and meditate for at least a few minutes and understand that hopefully on a daily basis to really see that book of ancestry, I would say. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and it takes work. I think it, it takes does. work. But, you know, one thing that I just recently heard is we just have to listen yeah. and they're all, they're already around us at all times. So it's more about staying silent and really allowing them to come through which is really cool yeah um now one thing that i learned about you that was fascinating was that you own this amazing brand that is changing the way people see themselves it's changing the way people feel about themselves and it's changing how people are living their life every day but you're also connecting to giving back and your business has many different levels to it because you have sustainability you have fair trade tell me a little bit more about that and how you're part of this new grassroots business model of making sure that the people that are working with you are all also gaining yeah. from their collaborations and sharing their wisdom and their beauty rituals. Yeah. So first of all, I love to employ women. I mean, it's not like I'm only exclusive to women, but right now our company is fully run by Latina women. So I love that. And it was like, I did it out of like, you know, a conscious effort to support women here, especially in New York City. So, and we pay above minimum wage for sure. Like we want to give back. We help them with like the right insurance, not to mention they're drinking tonic herbs and like, you know, living a truly holistic lifestyle or hopefully like really teaching them how to like connect to like let's say their heritage whether they're from Ecuador or Peru or Colombia or whatever so that's a huge way um also our medicines I purposefully don't want them to be too expensive you know like we really want to pay let's say our our providers our fair trade providers or biodynamic small farmers and also being able to like give back to the community in a way where they can actually buy these medicines let's say if they don't have a huge budget then it's a way for them to like buy it on a monthly basis that they can be like okay this is my alternative healthcare and I don't have to spend a fortune on it you know like we could charge more if we wanted to but what's the point like you can be sustainable and be happy and provide back by people having an alternative healthcare for a pretty affordable you know source i love that i love that you support women and you also um, make sure that everything is fair traded it just makes such a big difference and it takes so much you know i think it takes work it takes work to make sure that your business it's easy just to be like okay i'm gonna start something and i'm gonna go to xyz and then not care about the impact and the footprint of just what you're creating and it's the only goal is to sell exactly. and it's easy to live in that way it's very easy but what's exactly. not easy is taking responsibility and saying how can I make sure that my product what I'm putting out there in the world is not only making a difference in people's lives from when they buy it but also mm-hmm. from the people that are making it and growing it so that's really inspirational and definitely awesome. thank you another question is so being Tika one thing that I always hear is what exactly is Costa Rican beauty because I mean we are like a mix of so many different things and even you like you have a very particular background like yeah. you're Tika but you have lots of mixes in you so when exactly. someone says what is Costa Rican beauty what is Latin beauty what kind of comes forward for you yeah well I think I mean especially Costa Rica is almost like the non-cultural 
little country of Latin America in a way, unfortunately, but there is culture. It's just like such a smaller indigenous community versus let's say in Peru or Colombia that have like bigger and more respected lineages of indigenous ancestry. But in Costa Rica, I think it's like the mix that folk herbalist grandmother. I think that's what made mostly people draw on. Like all of our grandmothers, especially like my friends, even like city friends, always had like remedies in their kitchen. There was always like natural fresh herbs. And so there's farmer way of being that was very common. And I think that's what like their beauty really comes from. Like where there's like steam baths or like there's limpias, for example. And limpias when you like put all the fresh harvested fresh flowers of the season and you bathe in them to like literally absorb its energetic essence and also like cleanse your soul. So to like from like evil eye to like, you know, take away bad energy or, you know, just feeling protected and happy or just like to find your soulmate or whatever you're really yep, like, you know, yep. praying on. <laughs> so I see that's that is like the culture that there is Tika. You recently had a baby. How has this experience kind of changed your way of being? Because being a mother is so different. And now that you do have a baby, how important is it for you to make sure that these these rituals that you're keeping alive are going to impact them. Having a baby changed my entire life for sure. I mean, I know all mother would say the same thing. I had a home birth and seeing myself go through that process of like, it's like being raw into like cosmic activity almost that you like really are seeing your body fluctuate in a way. I, I was like amazed at the power of women, like truly like mind blowingly amazed at what our bodies can do. You know, I was like, mind blown it was a really incredible experience thankfully it was a very easy home birth with my midwives and husband and such but after that I was like excited because even throughout the whole pregnancy I drank a lot of herbs to like produce like the proper amount of breast milk that is properly like full of nutrients as well as like a healthy uterus from like having a successful delivery without dying too much in pain you know so like having all these anti-inflammatory herbs and since Basically, the baby's been born through my milk. He's been drinking herbs and like wellness formulas. So I call it my own formula, you know, like not the regular baby formula. And he even in his oatmeal drinks from all the adaptogens that I love from like medicinal mushrooms. I love to give him mesquite, ashwagandha, astragalus, like the classic goodness, reishi mushroom, cordyceps. Like I give him everything on a daily basis and he's never gotten sick he feels great and i feel really like i got to bounce back into my body a little faster and like wow what a lucky baby yeah. <laughs> i'm like wow yeah no vaccines and yes to mushrooms yeah. rainforest beauty medicine rainforest wisdom what can you tell us a little bit more about what that exactly is rainforest medicine i mean of course there's many kinds of tribal herbalism and it's not documented in the same way as like european herbalism or native american or many different kinds so the bottom line about rainforest is like the way I think of or personally like the way they extract medicine so you know like the Latin American type of tribal peoples um, of course they're not Latin American but you know what I mean like that chunk of the world they do more of like the cauldron form of like really doing a decoction type of like all these different kinds of herbs and also the way they categorize the yerba maestras that master herbs versus the supportive herbs so assisting herbs the way they compose formulas is very similar so the way you when you make a formula you have to like really know what is going to be the predominant you know like herb and what are going to be the supportive allies into it and that truly comes down to being like being a master formulator you know so their style is amazing in that way so there's like the beauty formulas that are like let's say for women fertility or for masculine even like just regular health um, is how to compose these herbs in a way that is just like a majestic way of like drinking medicine so creating like a daily multivitamin from herbal power. So they have different forms of extraction. I mean, of course, it gets really complicated. And for those herbalists that are interested, I obviously would love to share that. But 
there's just really a lot of ways of they doing their own rituals like the limpia I mentioned and the smudging is huge as well as like doing plant medicine ceremonies and dietas so how to really do diets with herbs only and those are harsh I mean I've done a few and all you do is drink herbs for a certain amount of time let's say if you want to do a seven day minimum you know just cleanse yeah. and that is really the hardest cleanse I've done ever you go into an altered state basically yeah. but it's just truly to like cleanse your liver your gallbladder your intestines and your pancreas and the whole thing so those are really truly their beauty rituals so they are hardcore in that way that they're like cleansing from the inside yeah. out but you really get a radiance your yeah. eyes sparkle you feel amazing like yeah. that's why i keep folks. hearing from whenever i've had limpiezas in different parts of like different parts of the world that's the one thing like look at your eyes like how much they're sparkling look how mm. wide and big and you're just like wow like, yeah I think I think I can see it <laughs> um that, yeah that's really cool and mm. so for my last question is um what is so right so right now there's a lot of cosmetic beauty brands out there that are monetizing on these secrets of our ancestors and the secrets of different parts of the world how do you see yourself as being different and also how do you feel about that um i think we're more different because we do more the internal you know like internal beauty is a huge and if not entirely the external beauty because let's say in south america they love using camu camu and mangosteen peel for everything you know also uh, ginger lilies so when you combine those three together, for example, you can create a super powerful antioxidant mask and or internal cleanser and also anti-inflammatory. It also is full of phytonutrients. So in that case, for example, if you do those rituals that they have, they can be really amazing. But I think the cosmetic industry has gotten to the point of like just focusing on like, you know, covering up and doing like the Band-Aid technique, which of course it's fun in its own way. But I personally don't think it's like the way to do long-term longevity beauty, you know. But um, our stand in that is, I think it's both. Like if you really take your tonics to like be beautiful, like beauty tonics, and they really make you beautiful, it's not just like liver health, you know. <laughs> um, I think you can even wear less makeup, but still have fun applying all these different, you know, from powders and this and that. And what I really love too, like for example, rose powder is a great blush. And it really works. Or actually using beetroot extract to do like delicious fuchsia lips or whatever you're going for, you know. So there are natural ways to really do it. And I wish the cosmetic industry really goes there more of like using botanicals as, you know, the real makeup. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, you have so much wisdom when it comes to like all, like even like ginger and all these things. How, how was your journey in discovering this? Because I know you went to school. I know it started with your grandmother than San Francisco, but I, it seems like you definitely went back as well and like learned firsthand about these things. Now, if someone wants to follow in your footsteps, how, you know, what suggestions would you have? Like, I know for me, I've been like, if I don't know something, I just travel to the country and I find myself somewhere in the middle of the jungle trying to learn from firsthand, but I know everyone else isn't like that. So I want to know like, how, how can someone come and learn as much as you do yeah so well the way i did it was just like really searching for these teachers you know um one of my favorite teachers is in brazil and i see her when she comes to costa rica or if i'm like traveling somewhere else and i just learned firsthand off of her so i love the brazilian style i mean anything they're incredible and there's so much over there so 
she's like an older lady that doesn't really see people but there are so many people out there and wisdom needs to be preserved you know there's all this wisdoms being lost because the newer generations from those lineages kind of don't care most of them and they just want to live like this western world or move to new york or whatever they're doing um and that has actually been part of like the whole process of loss of like these ancient formulas and they're amazing you know so i firsthand worked with them so I would recommend someone to really look for their lineage, tap into where, where they're really from, see if there's any teachers in their area that are perhaps, of course, they're usually in the jungle or some sort of part of the forest, and try to find them because that will be the treasure, you know, when you find your teacher. I agree. It, it took me a long time to find my teachers. And once mm -hmm. you find them, it's like you feel so protected and you feel like, you, exactly. like you're onto something really yeah. powerful. So. But part of my long-term dream too, and it's being built in this moment, is to create an herbal school in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. So where we have guest teachers from all over the world that can you learn from like Chinese medicine masters to you know Ayurveda to like true tribal and having shamanic people present. So like a place for people to come and learn yeah. from these incredible people and it'll be in the mountains of Costa Rica in the lower side. So stay I tuned. Wait. I can't stay wait. Tuned. I can't wait. That will have to be a beauty tour for us to go explore. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then the last question is, what does beauty mean to you? So beauty to me is truly sinking your body and mind to like a level of where you can really live from your heart and think with your heart and truly merging these two worlds. Um, to me, that's truly an arrival of being at home, like at yourself, within your soul, that you can really project the life you want and manifest the life you want. So I guess that's a very different than external beauty, but that naturally radiates external beauty, that alignment. Adriana, thank you so much for being part of our podcast. It has been such an incredible experience learning your journey to beauty, and I cannot wait for me to try every single product that you have because not only am I inspired by your story, but I love Costa Rican beauty, being Costa Rican, and I love the idea that beauty truly starts from within. So thank you for sharing your journey to beauty with us, and you guys out there, make sure to show her some love, get onto social, share her products, try her products, and if you like this episode, make sure to comment and share with your friends thank you guys for listening to our podcast make sure you subscribe so you can stay tuned for next week's special guest